Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margot Statton, a professional organizer specializing in toxic clutter. And today's topic is decluttering myths and misconceptions. I find that a lot of us are reluctant to get started or continue with our momentum because we have unrealistic expectations and there are all of these myths flying around about decluttering and how hard it might be to achieve a clutter-free, clean, and tidy home. So my hope with today's podcast episode is to bust those myths and misconceptions and really open your eyes to how wonderful the process of decluttering can be. Let's start with myth number one, and that is I need to have a perfect Instagram worthy home or it's just not worth it. When I first started out on my decluttering journey, I remember looking at photos uh, on Pinterest and Instagram of these like perfectly, you know, magazine worthy kitchens and bathrooms and living rooms. And I was like, I I don't even have the budget <laughs> to, to like achieve anything like that. Like to me, it seemed so out of reach. Like I do not own a million dollar home where my kitchen is like custom made. Like I literally DIY everything in my home. So I found those photos and images and videos completely (laughs) discouraging because I was like, there's just no way, no amount of getting rid of clutter is going to allow me to achieve this like picture perfect home. And it wasn't until I realized that I don't need to have a perfect home. I don't need to have my home look like these images. I need to achieve a clean and clutter-free and tidy space that works for me and my family. So because I have a dog and because I have a child, there is just no way for me to like have almost nothing in my home or like nothing on my kitchen countertops. So it wasn't until I shifted the perspective of like, comparing myself to others and really just truly focused on achieving the type of home that makes me happy and creates peace and relaxation and in my in my environment and of course cuts my cleaning time in half. So if you are somebody who has found yourself comparing your space to others, please don't. You know, I mean 90% of the population does not live like that. Focus on what it's really about when it comes to decluttering. And it's it's really just simply put about getting rid of items that you don't need, that you don't use, that don't serve you, and that don't bring you joy. As long as you can achieve this, your home will be fantastic and you will feel great in it. So because at times we are, maybe we're perfectionists, right? And we're kind of striving for this unicorn of a home. We're not actually rolling up our sleeves and getting things done. And as you all probably know, the only way to achieve a clean and tidy space is to actually start decluttering. So don't focus on a perfect home. Don't focus on the type of home that your neighbor has or, you know, a friend of yours has. Look, you can admire it. It's great. But maybe that's not a good fit for you. The next big myth and misconception is that decluttering means getting rid of everything I love or becoming a minimalist. I am not a minimalist by any means. I love stuff. I have artwork on my walls. I have trinkets. I have pictures on my refrigerator. 
I am not a minimalist. The only area of my space that I am a minimalist is in my wardrobe. And it's because I have a pet peeve with too many options because I then feel like I'm wasting time choosing what to wear every single day. And honestly, I feel like, and this is my own personal opinion, I feel like my time is better spent somewhere else. So many years ago, I started practicing capsule wardrobing and I literally own like barely any clothing, which is kind of ironic because I'm a content creator and a YouTuber and I pretty much rock the same things over and over again. And I don't care. I am a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal. So that's what works for me. But anyways, that was a little detour. In my home, however, I am not a minimalist. So decluttering is incredibly subjective. Clutter-free, rather, is incredibly subjective. And you do not, you do not, if you want to, you can, by the way, okay? But you do not have to literally get rid of everything and just like leave a couch and a TV in your living room or just a bed and a nightstand in your bedroom or like bare minimals in your kitchen. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to get rid of anything. And anyone who's telling you that you do, um, no, okay, clutter-free subjective. So you leave what you need, what you use and what makes you happy. It's not just about practical items in your home. It's also about items in your home that make you happy. So if you have picture frames of your kids and your grandkids and your pets, then keep them. They are not clutter to you. It's obviously also about how we organize things. So the neater things look, the less cluttersome they appear. But decluttering doesn't require you to get rid of your cherished items. Decluttering is about letting go of things that no longer serve you. So self-select what you want to keep. And also just something interesting to note is right now you might, let's say, get rid of 10% of your stuff, right? If Especially if you're somebody who's just starting out on your decluttering journey, we tend to be in the beginning um, on one end of the extreme. So you're either incredibly cautious about what you're getting rid of, which means that you're second guessing the things that you put in donation or trash, by the way, totally normal. So um, don't get down on yourself for that. So you're either overly cautious or you're somebody who's atomic. Um, And you literally are somebody that just like goes in and starts getting rid of everything. And chances are you've gotten rid of too much. Um, And over decluttering is a thing. Funny story. I recently was transitioning from summer to fall clothing. So I was decluttering our entryway closet as I do seasonally all the time. It's like a habit. And I accidentally decluttered my daughter's brand new fall shoes. I think what had happened was I put them in the wrong pile. (laughs) And uh, yeah, out they went. So things like that do happen. So decluttering is a journey. And the first time that you do it, if you're somebody who's overly cautious, you're going to do it again, a second time and a third and a fourth and a fifth. And what you'll notice is that as you're starting to really reap the benefits of a cleaner and tidier home, you're going to naturally want to get rid of more stuff. Decluttering is really something that happens in phases. So no, you do not have to get rid of everything or like you don't do it at all. Next one is probably my favorite. And this myth um, makes my eye twitch a little bit. And it's the myth that I don't have time to declutter my home. Decluttering does not have to happen in 
marathons. So you do not have to declutter in two hour sittings, three hour sittings, or like even declutter every single day or every single week. Now, obviously, the more time you invest in decluttering your home, again, especially if you have a lot of clutter, the faster you're going to achieve a clutter-free, clean, and tidy home, right? But if you are using the excuse of, I don't have time, we all have time. And decluttering, you can do in 15 minutes a day. You can even go as far as setting a timer on your Alexa for 15 minutes, which by the way, I highly recommend, especially if you're brand new to decluttering and you feel overwhelmed at like the thought of doing this. Start with working in sprints, not marathons. And what you could do in 15 minutes is a kitchen drawer. What you can do in 15 minutes is maybe a shelf in your closet. What you can do in 15 minutes is maybe, you know, a sock drawer or a nightstand. There are plenty of spaces around your home that you can declutter in 15 minutes. And let me ask you, can you find 15 minutes in a day or every other day or even once a week? My guess is we all probably can. The other thing is you can declutter in something called the 60 second purge, especially if you have a lot of surface and visual clutter. So you find yourself having trinkets and such on surfaces, which are, by the way, magnetic for clutter. (laughs) The less surfaces you have, the less clutter you have. So you can take, you know, you can pick up a bin and you can walk around your home for 60 seconds and literally just swipe things off of surfaces. So can we find 60 seconds a day? I think we can. The other thing that we can do is we can declutter one item a day. And you might be saying, Margo, well, that's not that much. Well, it's 365 items in a year. And my question is, how much have you decluttered thus far? So one item a day is better than not decluttering anything. If you're someone, here's here's another recommendation. If you're somebody who has a lot of wardrobe or closet clutter. So a lot of the members in my Facebook group, I'm actually gonna probably do a live on this topic, but a lot of the members of my Facebook group, if you're not a member yet, the Facebook group is called Declutter Your Life. And I have a link to it in the show notes. So a lot of the members there complain and are frustrated over their cluttered wardrobe. So a good hack for this that doesn't take a lot of time is take a bin or a box, whatever you have handy, put it in your closet. Every time you open your closet to choose an item to wear and you're like, "Ooh, this is ugly. I'm never going to wear this. Or, "Ooh, this is kind of old and raggedy. I'm too embarrassed to wear this. Instead of putting it back in your closet, dump it in the bin. Keep doing it until that bin is full. Once that bin is full, go ahead and donate or toss the items. That requires almost no effort. Next misconception that's preventing us from building that momentum and achieving a clean and tidy space is the mindset of, I might need this someday, so I should keep it. The in case of emergency mindset, I think we have all been guilty of it, so have I. And that led me to literally hold on to a bunch of wires and God knows what else, you know, electronics and clothing and this, that and the other that guess what? I never needed. I never needed the items. This is called a just in case fallacy. So we often feel that we have to keep these items out of fear, uncertainty or a sense of security. I encourage you as you're decluttering to really evaluate the usefulness 
of that item. And a great way to kind of assess this without overcomplicating anything is to just ask yourself, have you used or needed or thought of this item in the last year? If the answer is no, you can probably live without it. Now, with that said, you know I am more of a practical decluttering coach. If you really feel that you need to hold on to this item for whatever emergency, then keep it. It really only becomes a problem when it's excessive, right? When we're really holding on to every item or every other item that we have for that in case of emergency mindset. Be mindful, be realistic, and set limits as to how long you keep an item. One of my clients once said that what helped her overcome this, I might need this someday, was what she would do is she would literally tell herself, okay, I'm going to hold on to this item for six months. If I don't use this item in six months, I'm going to let it go. So Figure out a system that works for you. Hold on to the items that you truly might need in the future and then just toss, donate, or sell the rest. The next decluttering myth and misconception is decluttering is a one-time event. And I am going to hysterically laugh at that one. <laughs> okay, um, it's, it's like saying cleaning my house is a one-time event. It's just not. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, the first time you declutter, you get rid of little, a little bit. The second time you get declutter, you get rid of more. The third time you declutter, you get rid of even more. Achieving or rather maintaining a clean and tidy home is all about habits. It's about having daily, weekly habits of decluttering things in your home. So it could be things like bringing in the mail and instead of just like dumping it on the dining room table or the kitchen table, table going through it right away and only keeping like the bills and the important documents and getting rid of the rest you know decluttering is about seasonal wardrobe decluttering for example which is what I do especially since I have a nine-year-old and she tends to grow out of things super quickly you could be revisiting drawers in your kitchen or your nightstand you can have a schedule for decluttering you know our kids paperwork bins once a month or once every quarter Decluttering is an ongoing process. And if you are able to incorporate decluttering into your cleaning routines on a daily or weekly basis, you will be able to maintain a clutter-free, clean, and tidy home. But decluttering is not a one-time event. Even if you are somebody who went atomic on your space, you might still be bringing items into your home after you've decluttered. So it's kind of like a revolving door. So you, and clutter will naturally make its way back into our space. The key is maintenance, decluttering as a habit, and of course, mindful purchasing. You know, when it comes to a clutter-free space, more should be leaving your home than coming in. And finally, a huge myth is this, I should declutter everything at once. A lot of the clients that I work with, one of their biggest problems is they look around your, they look around their home, there's a ton of clutter, and they're like, it's like, there's no way in hell I can just like declutter the bedroom in one setting. And I'm like, yeah, that's who, who does that? <laughs> what, what, that, that's such an unrealistic expectation. You do not have to declutter everything at once. I think that's insane. 
no wonder it's overwhelming. So you want to create a plan, even if it's a simple plan, right? You want to walk around your space. I preach this a lot. You want to walk around your space with your smartphone or a notepad and write down all the areas of clutter, being as specific as you possibly can. So like the dressers in the bedroom, the nightstands, the closet, the medicine cabinet, the linen closet, so on and so forth, right? So you make a list of all the areas of clutter in your home. Okay, you can even break apart some of the areas into smaller sections. So maybe you you are not somebody that can dedicate an hour of your time to decluttering a dresser. So what you would do is you would declutter one dresser drawer at a time or half a dresser drawer, right? Depending on how much stuff you have. So this should not be done all at once. The average person takes one to three years to declutter their home. So create a plan tackle one category or space at a time and do it right. And I think that that's really important to kind of acknowledge as well is that if you are spending more time than you're willing to give to decluttering, you're going to start slacking. We get tired. It's an exhausting process. We encounter maybe sentimental items that make us emotional, but decluttering can be tiresome, which is why I always preach sprints over marathons. Go at your own comfortable pace. If you haven't started yet, I encourage you to start today, even if it's to declutter your socks. Don't allow these myths and misconceptions prevent you from achieving that clean and tidy space and reaping all of the incredible benefits. Thank you so much for listening. As always, good luck on your decluttering journey and remember to be good to yourselves.